67.5% of criminals are back in prison within three years. What do you want from me? So you might look at what you did to Seth as a kind of public service. She was my only family. He didn't deserve a chance. He was an animal. Everybody deserves a chance. There is a better, more efficient way. Previously on Banana Laser. Help! Somebody help me! Is someone there? Dave? Was that help? Oh, thank fuck. What are we doing here? Why are we chained to the wall? Hang on. I found a mini cassette player with a note that says play me. Hello, Daisy and Lizelle. I want to play a game. I want you to watch and review the Saw series. If you make it through these movies and give us a good podcast, I will let you live. If you don't, I will leave you here to rot. Let the games begin. Alright, this is the address where Alex said Z and Lizelle being held captive. I gotta find a way in and save these assholes. I think I can get through that window over there. <laughs> Alright, I'm in. What the hell is that sound? Is that is that singing? Oh, oh, oh hey, Dan, Dan, what the fuck, man? What are you doing here? Dude, you gotta get in on this. This is the fucking shit, dude. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I would, guys, but I think I left the pot pie in the oven. Besides, I'm more of an NSYNC fan. Baby, bye, bye, bye. Stuck in a room, chained to the wall, dead guy on the floor, shot himself in the head, blah 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 da, dee 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 dee, been here for weeks, Dave's here too, gotta review Saw, blah 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 blah, our friends suck because they won't help us, so I made friends with a rat, his name is Charles, blah 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 da, dee 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 Whoa, 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 a rat? Was that yeah. If you're with a fucking rat or something sick like that, uh, I swear to God, fuck it. I'm getting them lights, dude. Dave, meet Charles. Isn't he handsome? Shut the fuck up. Who is that? Charles? Charles in charge of my days and my nights. (laughs) Fucking Charles. Oh, man. He's here to review Saw 5 with us. Obviously, the fucking other podcasters uh, can't measure up and get us the fuck out of here. Maybe having Charles here will, I don't know, maybe he's a lucky rat. Can you keep your dick out of him for the next two hours, maybe? I can't promise anything. Well, Charles, I guess it's up to you, buddy. Can you fucking scoot maybe over to my side of the room and uh, I can keep you at bay or something? We can review Saw 5? Charles says yes. <laughs> Charles says yes? Okay. Hey, Saw 5. Here we go. You know? Rock and roll, bitches. <laughs> Charles loves Hoffman.
What's up, guys? Welcome to Banana Laser. We're back with our Saw retrospective. This time we're talking Saw 5, or Saw V, however you want to look at it. My name is Matt Wazell. If you're nasty, with me, as always, holding my friend Charles in his hands is <laughs> Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? I'll tell you what the fuck is up. The ceiling. The same <laughs> fucking ceiling we've been looking at for fucking two weeks and shit. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Charles. Charles is uh, is joining us, apparently. <laughs> um, why uh, you didn't just decide to fucking eat him right away, I don't know. But Hey, you know, he's, he's pretty sweet on the eyes, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> I think she's sweet on you. <laughs> Charles is going to be a good luck charm for us, and we're going to get the fuck out after this review. I hope this is the one that gets us the fuck out of here. Whoever the fuck put us down here, you motherfucker, I will rip your balls off. I'm starting to have my suspicions, man. I think, you know, he could have a vendetta against me, and he may have one against you. I don't know. You never know with people. I'm starting to have my suspicions, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's just a lack of food and fucking water and everything else, but... Well, you know, if it's a lack of sex, you just take Charles there, I'll flip the lights off, and uh, you do your thing. And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pass him along to you, so. Poor fucking Charles. See, you scared him now. Now he's fucking, <laughs> Jesus, now he thanks. Now he's fucking pissing on me. There you Charles. Go. All right, so Saw 5. <laughs> what? Saw 5, let's get into this. 2008, we got a new director at the helm, David Hackle is maybe how you pronounce his name. I don't know. Uh, he's worked on the other Saw movies, but to me, this movie is different already off the bat. One, it's because it's uh, this is the true beginning of the Hoffman story now. You know, So the series is definitely different from that point. But <clears throat> it's going to look a lot different as well because we got this guy, David Hackle, directing... Uh, Bowsman is gone. You know, he directed the last three films. Uh, a lot of his style as panache is missing from the movie, unfortunately. But I will say, the movie opens quite beautifully. It's one of the best openings I've seen. And I'm not talking about that just the pendulum trap. I'm talking about the actual shot of outside the building, and it's raining, and it's a thunderstorm, and just that element really set the mood for me i'm like yeah uh, like a, a spooky thunderstorm kind of thing is what all of these other saw movies could have used in my opinion i, I just really liked that for some reason it really grabbed my attention this time but then yeah we're moved right into this pendulum trap and holy shit balls wow, this was a, this is a pa- powerhouse opening in my Fuck. opinion really yes. enjoyed this this fucking dude <laughs> he didn't stand a chance, but man, this this entire I mean, th- these movies keep escalating, but for somebody to sit down and build this fucking contraption, it seems like it would take you years to do it, but hey, these guys, you know, they're superstar engineers, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't think about that. Think about it. Jesus Christ, this gigantic contraption that's got to shift down on like a, a time limit and stuff like that. And it's it's funny, I talk about these guys, but really, Hoffman, Detective Hoffman, is the guy who built this thing and killed yeah. this guy. He's the one that did this. So, okay, he's a detective, 
but in his spare time he works with like tempered steel and, <laughs> and well actually he works with untempered steel as jigsaw right? jigsaw states he's like <laughs> your your fucking blade was inferior you know right. <laughs> inferior work right (laughs) but you know wow uh i guess that is something that takes it down a little bit that as far as the plausibility thing well you know all of these movies the plausibility is questionable at least it's just you know funny to me to bring it up you know i mean we still get a fucking badass opening with this fuck I mean, it's it's this actually kind of frightening, and the gore in it. Holy! This this kill right here should have been in Saw 3D to fling these guts around and shit. That would have that would have worked. Yeah, you see you see his intestines slime across the floor and stuff like that, and he's still screaming and stuff. It it works really well. Oh, it's fucking fantastic! And what a way to start it. And you are right about the the rain and the thunderstorm and the building and that. I thought that was cool as shit, and it's like. It opened with, you know, it gave you a sense of where it's taking place. You know, it gets, what's that called? It's a reference shot or, or whatever. You know, none of the other films did that. They're just kind of go, go, go. You you just start automatically in the room. And this one, you know, took a step back and even for, you know, five seconds, but it just it just helped with the atmosphere. Yeah, and I don't mind what this hackle did with this movie. <laughs> hackle. I'm sorry, it's a strange name, yeah. Hackle's Tale. <laughs> yeah, uh, hackle. You know, once we get this awesome kill, then we're zapped back to the end of part four, uh, where Strom was trapped inside uh, Jigsaw's tomb, essentially. <laughs> and so, he, you know, the, he's trapped in there. The lights get shut down. He sees a little passageway. You know, of course, he's going to wander through. He, he finds a tape recorder. It's just... <laughs> It's just so strange how how many steps ahead that one person could possibly be. Like Jigsaw is a fucking uh, he's an oracle. This motherfucker can see <laughs> into the future. Not only did he know that it was only gonna be Strom who finds him, he knew that Agent Perez wasn't gonna be there and stuff like that. But he knew that he would kill Jeff and then find his way to this other room and then. Yeah, yeah, and then the story continues there. It's just crazy to me how far ahead this guy can plan shit. But, but, but that's but. all Saw 4 shit. The guy, Hackle or whoever, or the writers and the director, they had no choice but to carry on with that. Because yeah. that's all Saw 4 storyline that you just explained. That this was going to happen and that it was going to be uh, uh, Strom and not Perez and that Jeff is going to get killed. Yeah, that but, was all Saw 4. That's why Saw 4... Is a cut below, it, it, it you know, as far as that, it, it's a little bit extreme with the um, more so with the plausibility mm-hmm. in, in some things, you know. What set it over the top with me is that there's instantly a tape recorder with a message for Strom as soon as he opens the door. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, it, that's what gave him the. He has the foresight to think that forehead when all that it is. He's going to walk down that hallway and then get ambushed instantly. It's like, well, why have the tape recorder there? Does he need... uh, Did he really need to hear that message to set his story in motion? Of course. Yeah, that sets up the whole fucking movie. No, because, okay, he wanted him to die there. 
Yeah, that was the plan. The plan was Hoffman essentially was going to kill Strom in that trap. It was going to look like a jigsaw thing. Hoffman could leave with the kid, with Jeff's kid, and he was going to look like the hero. Strom was going to be dead. So I guess maybe, yeah, I guess maybe that's it's still to set up the fact that, okay, that makes sense. I yeah, just he can't ex- just sit there. I just I mean, explained it to myself. Okay. Very good. So yeah, you need <clears> to right. need- Okay, see, we're fucking delirious here. Yes. <laughs> but the oh, tape boy. did say, right, it said, this can either be your tomb or your sanctuary, something mm. along that nature. So fucking stop where you are right now. Obviously, you know that cops and whoever else are on the way here. Things are fucking going to come down. Stay in this fucking room and leave the situation be. And you know what? Your fucking game is over. There's nothing else to really worry about. Jigsaw's dead. Just fucking relax, you know? And of course, of course, fucking Strom just can't let it be. He was no. more. <laughs> His fucking response to it, he, as soon as the right. tape's over, he looks at Jigsaw and just says, fuck you. Right. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. Where, I mean, ultimately, this is what he says. He does say, fuck you. And, you know, I'm kind of turned off to it. I guess I'm a Hoffman sympathizer. Granted, I'm a jigsaw sympathizer more than anything, but I uh, this is uh, this is Hoffman's fucking show here, and I like everything he does in this movie. I but, I, I do like Hoffman. Yeah, you're right. absolutely right. Mm-hmm. See, he's fine. He plays by the rules. He does things right, and he's got to fucking take care of business. It's set up a certain way for him. He has to look like the hero at the end of this. Now, but I'm going to jump a little bit ahead and say. Here's something, and I hate to knock the movie because I like it. Um, this this one thing doesn't make sense, and it's what he says to Strom. He gets the message: don't fucking try to apprehend whatever the fuck you know. Stay here where the fuck you are. And instead, he says, "Fuck you," and he's going to continue on. Now, now I'm flash forwarding, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I kind of have to a little bit because the next scene. Is beautifully fucking shot, and it's Strom's head in the box. Oh and yeah, I, okay. I I love this trap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, number one, it's not a game anymore. It's just why the fuck didn't Hoffman just wait till Strom decided to say fuck you, Jigsaw, and go on to the next room? Why didn't he just fucking shoot him in the fucking head? That's kind of what I'm saying. It's like they had the he had the tape recorder there, and it's like why did he do it? But then I think ultimately is is yeah he needed him dead, and he they wanted to play up the angle that uh, it was all because of Jigsaw. So you know he put him in this trap so okay. so Hoffman could walk away scot free. Right. That that would be easier to explain than than good. than him shooting him or something like that. So. And it's because it's not a game. He had no chance. Granted, no. he escapes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if he didn't do what he did with the fucking what's that thing called uh, tracheotomy or right. what the fuck it's pronounced? Okay, <laughs> tracheotomy. How do you say that shit? I have no idea. Okay, I'm oh, good. So I'm not the only idiot. Okay, so he has a bacchiotomy not- or something. A tracheotomy, back- whatever the fuck. Uh, Phantasmagoria. How do you say that shit, Charles? <laughs> Charles in charge. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck. So yeah. his head's in the box. It's And why did they even go through that? Because the water comes in. There's no. It's not a game. There's no way he can no, get out of it. Th- that's so what I'm saying. Words, they wanted him dead, you know? So why even have the tape recorder there? 
yeah, or anything like that. I think it's, it's strictly so that the cops, you know, they, they can explain it away that Jigsaw just, you know, put him in a trap. I'll tell you what. Um, you know what? That I could buy that, and that mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that because once again, like with every movie in the series we've discussed, it, we just keep answering questions for one another. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but it's good because if it elevates it, if something, if someone can explain something away that the other guy's not picking up on, because it is that kind of series, which is the fucking what's so beautiful about the series, which is why I love it so much. But mm-hmm. and I'm honestly, by the time I'm done with this, I'm probably going to love it even more, just because of, you know. There's some things that are pointed out that it's like, yeah, okay, uh, that they're they're stretching it. But there's other things like, okay, I thought they were stretching it when in fact, you know what, uh, this this, this could be explained. So they put the head in the box, you know. But, but what's his name gets in there? Hoffman goes in there and he's gonna t- take the time to put his head in this fucking thing and put him there and do this and that. I understand now what you're saying because it should look like a jigsaw trap. Right. Mm-hmm. He's gonna murder basically. If he proceeds on, he's going to fucking murder Strom. So, right, exactly. They needed to just get rid of him altogether. And so th- this is how they did it. And Hoffman, you know, was going to walk away the hero. He found Jeff's daughter. He's virtually, un, you know, unharmed, uh, the both of them. And, and, yeah, that's what happens. He gets fucking promoted, uh, you know. Um, it's great. That whole sequence is great when he comes out and fucking the, the cops. So one of them says something to Hoffman. He's like, uh, yeah. Everyone else is gone, and it's mm-hmm. really dramatic because he's there and he's carrying the girl, so he's totally the hero. Not only is he the only guy that survived, he goes through all this shit, and he's fucking carrying this little girl out of this building. He's fucking mm-hmm. hero, fucking pin medals on this motherfucker. He's the man. He's coming out, and he, in his mind, he's like, "Yeah, motherfucker, it <laughs> off. It's perfect." Then all of a sudden, you see a stretcher. We got a live one, or we got, and then uh, whatever the fuck they said. Mm-hmm. And you fucking see him, and they show his face. He looks over, and there's fucking Strom, and he's alive. Yep. And that's dramatic. You're like, oh, fuck. No. <laughs> you know? Hoffman, uh, a.k.a. poor man's Dexter's dad, uh, was unsuccessful at killing Strom, a.k.a. poor man's John Hamm. So, yeah. That's that. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely Hoffman's show. I mean, the last movie, he had, like, fucking ten lines at best. Now he's front and center i know he's not top build you know tobin bell will forever be top build in these movies but uh, this is hoffman's movie okay yeah okay from now on the main traps that were set up from one to four are done essentially now everything is about hoffman just trying to get away from everything and it, it's like i think you said it before dave where it's like one through three was a trilogy then you got four it's kind of a in limbo kind of movie they kind of stretch the timeline with right. it uh by making it take place at the same time then you got this last run of movies where it's just all hoffman and his him trying to get away you know with everything it's really a different different set of movies in my opinion yeah it's got the same traps it's even got Tobin Bell in it and, and shit oh, like that. Great. But, but it, it becomes – the focus is now on the police side. There was always two storylines, an A plot and a B plot. And the, the B plot was usually the cop shit. You know, you got uh, uh, you know Danny Glover in the first one and stuff like that. Well, now the B plot has become the main plot. And then the traps and everything is the, is the secondary plot. It's, it's done a reversal here. Yeah, but even adding to that, you can't fucking 
just forget about jigsaw spots in this because it's like fucking this movie and six they're like godfather 2 type shit it's like <laughs> what totally man <laughs> you got the present fucking shit with hoffman all right and you got that going on and then you got the flashback shit with fucking jigsaw Okay, I, I get that. I just want to reiterate that you compared Saw Five to Godfather Two. I just I just have to say well, that. That's the best comparison I can make of another right. movie that has almost as many flashback scenes and as present day scenes. Again, in this movie and the last one, there's backflashes within backflashes, dude. They're fucking everywhere. It's yeah, but crazy. the way they do it in this one, to me, is much better. It's everything in this movie is explained much better than it is in 4. And this movie just answered fucking questions. This was a movie that answered questions from, like, fucking... And I'm not going to say part 1, but from, like, 2, 3, and 4, they fucking did things. It was so clear and cohesive as far as that's concerned, where you're answering questions. You're seeing things that, like, maybe we were looking at before and saying, eh, because we talked about it with Alex when we did 3. Mm-hmm. You know, you're saying, well... You know, wait and see, wait and see. And it, it happens more and more. And you see shit. You see, they, they show the flashbacks from two. They show the flashbacks from three. They show things to make it more believable that this stuff could happen. It's almost like they had that intent when they made it. And even if they didn't, even if they watched it back and they said, okay, well, this is a little bit of a stretch. Let's see if we can explain this away with this. That's what I really like about this movie is that it's not transitional like four. It's the Hoffman era. And and on top of it being the Hoffman era, you're going back to the fucking Jigsaw, passing his fucking message on to Hoffman, and then mm-hmm. showing all the way they worked together and how he trained him. It, I, it, I almost would prefer if this entire movie was a flashback and it was just, you know, a prequel, if you will, of how of the Hoffman uh, coming. And it was just more of that. I really enjoyed that stuff. All the flashback yes. stuff with Hoffman and Jigsaw, Great. how they met and how you know, they started working together, how, you know, John basically blackmailed him and stuff like that. I thought all that was great. I think they should have played that up more. They should have had a lot more of that stuff. It could have been a an entire flashback movie. Fuck, if part four took place at the same time as part three, you know, this one takes place at the same time as part negative uh, one, one, two, three, and four. You know what I mean? And just done it like that. And and had had no progression of the present day storyline. I would have been fine with that. Yeah, I guess so. But see, I love the way this movie did it because they had the, the trap of the five people doing their thing. They had present day Hoffman versus Strom. And then they had the fucking Jigsaw Hoffman fucking coming up of him. There was three things going on in this movie, and it's an hour and a half movie or what have you, and it just flows tight. There's fucking no downtime. There's no no bullshit. Like, and like, I have no problem with four, but it was just a little bit too congested, and it was a transitional film where this movie all it was all this movie did was proceed on to another era in the series while answering questions at the same time. It was just so tight. Uh, the fucking the timing of it outside of the plausibility of some things it's a fucking very good movie to me they they mm-hmm. just keep going around and it, it was necessary to answer questions and to usher in the fucking next era where let's say i'm gonna talk about it again fine insidious 2 okay <laughs> jesus okay well because listen to me now hear, hear me out on this insidious itself the first movie great movie it did not need any explanation but when that when that movie ended and the credits rolled 
you didn't say to yourself, okay, why, how, this. You said, okay, cool, fucking sweet. All right, that's a badass ending. Um, I'm okay with all that shit. It was pretty much explained to me. Now, when Shittiest 2 comes out, and they're trying to give explanation on things that didn't need to be fucking explained. You know, let's just do this so we can fucking cash in and, and tap into this and tap into that and do this and make it say, oh, this was really the reason it happened when it already was plausible. OK, that's the problem I have with that movie where this movie saw five comes in and takes some other things and said, hey, we're going to explain some things that some people may have questions with and we're going to give them sufficient answers mm-hmm. while stringing you along. With the plot of, you know, what else is going on with the people in the new trap and Hoffman fucking trading to evade Strom because he knows that the Strom fucking cats onto him. talk about these people in this new game so to speak one of my main problems with this is and and it's it's a little it harkens back to two but it's done a lot better but we come to find out at the end that it has no bearing in my opinion on the actual main plot line like um and it's the first one of these movies i think that does this where it these people have nothing to do with anything else in the story. They're just in this trap because they're all assholes, and that's it. Is there some reason why all these people are in this trap together? Well, they're all connected. Well, yeah, but other than that, there was no... They all no... did something shitty together. Yeah. Yes, they they all killed like eight pe- eight people. They, they worked together inadvertently to right. bur- burn down this building for their own gain and all this stuff. But it has nothing to do with anything else in the movie, and that's where my disconnect is. No matter how cool I may think it is when uh, the chick gets beheaded or when the guy fucking explodes because of the nail bomb, uh, which is pretty cool. But it's still, still to me, just an excuse for them to have this gore without it actually have any meaning or impact. Whereas I, I, I really enjoyed the... The impact that you know every trap of Saw Three had, and even Saw Four, you know, so to speak. But it just didn't hold as much weight, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Of of the of the three facets of the movie that I mentioned, the past mm-hmm. with the jigsaw, the coming up of Hoffman, the Strom versus Hoffman situation, and these people. Yeah, they're the weakest thing, but you have to have them. It's a fucking song movie. You have to have traps. You have to have gore. People come to expect that in the series. Now, maybe, do you honestly think personally that you would have enjoyed the movie more if it just would have been fucking Hoffman setting up Strom 
and then the other half of Jigsaw coming up with Hoffman, and that's it. None of these fucking morality plays, none of these traps, none of that shit. It would have been fucking. I don't want to say boring because I like those things just as much, but it, it just it wouldn't. Have, I don't think it would have sat well. I, I was just, really thinking about this today, and I'm like, I just find these uh, this game that these five people are in uh, storyline not satisfying, and I'm thinking to myself, what do I like about this movie? What would I have liked to to see like i said i would have liked to see the true come up of hoffman and maybe somehow do traps in a flashback scenario that we haven't seen before and so that you could still have the traps but focus more on the hoffman thing i don't know how you'd make that work but that's just i don't know maybe you know clearly i'm not a filmmaker so i don't know but well, uh, how about this how about we have to see hoffman if we're going to continue on with Hoffman in this series, as fans of the series, we want to have some type of confidence in him. And we're seeing him being responsible for these traps upon these people in five. And they're very creative and they're very cool. I think it's it, it's showcasing it, okay, is Hoffman's he? skills as fucking the successor to Jigsaw. I was confused because uh, it, it never shows him it shows him showing up and everything set up, but I was confused because. Uh, uh, so you're saying he did set up that entire that entire game? Jigsaw told him what to do. He told them the people, and, and, and that's what I think. I believe they alluded to on it. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Showed okay. pictures, but I think that Hoffman basically ran with it. This was his fucking test. That's what it was. Part four was not Hoffman's test. Part part four was Tap's test. Or, or whatever the fuck his name tap, is. Rig. Rig, tap, <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rig's test from Hoffman because he wanted to recruit him. Okay? That's what that was all about. Mm-hmm. And then that didn't work out. And whatever. This movie, and that, then we get that message at the end of, of 4 when it concludes. You think you'll go untested, yada, yada. Here we are. This is Hoffman's fucking, like you said, this is Hoffman's movie. Part 3 was Amanda's movie. Like we, we right. discussed on mm-hmm. this show. Part five is Hoffman's movie. Part four is the transitional thing. I just don't think they could have done it any other way. That's what I like about this movie, that they have those three things. And that it's like part two to me. I, I fucking probably shit on it just as much as you with, with the people in that house and how boring it was and how I didn't give a fuck and everything else. Oh, this yeah. is like that's a similar situation but so much better because they don't take too much time on it. And it really was a morality play where the other people, I didn't give a fuck. They weren't really connected except for the fact that fucking, you know, Donnie Wahlberg set them up and that they had been in jail. These people were connected on the same thing. They were pieces of shit involved in the same fucking thing. And it was kind of cool to see that whole thing unravel and to learn more about it as it went on. Because you're kind of guessing what's going on, what's this, who's this, and the one guy in the beginning that knows things about the other people. And... That's you know, there's a lot to think about in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's the flashbacks, which are incredible, and then there's the chase, you know, between Strom and Hoffman, which is interesting. But then you have this facet of the movie, and it's just, I don't know. You really study. I felt my, I, I, I don't know. I get sucked into that just as much as the others. That I guess that's where you and I are going to differ on our opinion of the movie. I just love it. It's tight. It just fucking. Boom, boom. It just fucking flows. Well, no, you're definitely... Back and forth, like, yeah. in perfect fucking flow. 
You're yeah. definitely right about that, and you're also right about the uh, five people in the trap. They all they have the meta knowledge of Jigsaw, and that's fi- that's that's the perfect. It's perfect because it should happen by now. These are the Jigsaws sure. in the news. They know what the deal is. Uh, they know that they're smart. They're like, hey, don't move. You know, you're going to activate this timer. Uh, that bomb's going to go off. You know, they figured it out. I just think it's funny how I guess because they're, you know, deplorable characters, uh, they still turn on each other and they still they they go against the rules even though it, it they have the knowledge and then they waste it. You know what I mean? So, but Jigsaw calls it. He even says that I implore you to go mm-hmm. against your fucking instinct and how you lived your life up until now. I implore you to fucking do the opposite. Right? I believe were his exact words. And they don't, and they pay. What's up, guys? Uh, just taking a minute here because Dave and I got some emails from listeners, and we want to read them on air and, and discuss them. One in particular is about Saw Five, so this fits in well, and it's from Anthony Th- Anthony hang Thoreau. On. Anthony, is that it? Thoreau. That's what I'm gonna. Yeah, Fuck. I believe it's okay. His name is Tony T. From now on, I'm not. There saying- you go. <laughs> Okay. Tony T has a good ring to it. <clears throat> Let's start over. Hey, guys. Uh, we just got an email from Tony T, and uh, uh, it goes as such. Hello, Banana Lasermen. I watched Saw 5 in order to keep up with your Saw retrospective. Not only did I never plan on watching this movie ever again, I actually had to waste two nights on this fucker because I fell asleep the first night halfway through this piece of shit. <laughs> oh, so he's a fan. Uh, that sucks. I wasn't even tired yeah, either. Right. That That's how boring this thing was. Oh, okay. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> uh, the movie literally insulted me while watching, trying to trick me and get me to believe that one of the first scenes in the movie was the twist. Uh, okay. Just because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because a guy fucking talks to himself out loud and realizes that everybody already knows from the start, parentheses, that he's supposed to be dead, Hoffman was supposed to escape, find the girl, and be the hero, close parentheses. That's supposed to be a revelation, WTF. What? I don't understand that. Okay, so he goes on. Uh, they should have gave Agent, Sc- Agent Scrotum... <laughs> <laughs> a new <laughs> agent scrote him a new partner just so we didn't have to hear him talk t- to himself the all movie that's that's a good point because he did that a lot <laughs> especially yeah. in, in his gravelly uh in his batman voice uh, <laughs> uh hey alfred i think uh i should go back out there and get bane what do you think um <laughs> <laughs> and those people in the game, who gives a fuck? Really? That was all they had? Lazy, pointless, <laughs> lowest point in the series, hands down. Entertained by the show, blah, blah, blah. 
Tony T. Thanks, Tony T. Uh, wow, so not a fan. Tony T, yeah. No, but a, but, but a fan of us and, and willing enough to sit through it twice when he doesn't like it just <laughs> right. to hear what's coming up next. Yeah, so, that's awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah, thanks for sitting through a shitty movie just so you could have you know something to go with or, or show with. That's awesome. Uh, thanks, Tony. Um, I'm kind of confused on what you said is a, is a twist in there, but uh, that's fine. I mean, I, I totally agree with you, Agent Scrotum, talking to himself the whole fucking time. Yeah, that was, yeah, I hear that. that's a good point that he makes, and I, I never really, it didn't really bother me before, but now that he's pointed it out, that is kind of funny. Yeah, and... <laughs> like he, narration, you know, the yeah. whole time. Yeah, hey, this is what I'm doing now because I'm by myself. I have no one to play exposition off. Um, cool. Thanks, cool. Tony T, for that uh, email. Tony T, right on. Appreciate that. We also got another email from a ooh, uh, a real American, Mister Jim yeah, Hogan. What you gonna do, <laughs> Jim? Yes. Jim Hogan. Uh, <laughs> he says, "Hey, brother." No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> 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 what you gonna do okay <clears throat> he says hey fellas really enjoy the show love the insights opinions comments i really get a lot of enjoyment listening at work laugh my balls off a lot of the time that's cool hey, uh yeah i'm 33 oh you old son of a bitch uh <laughs> i'm 33 and been a huge fan of horror uh, since I was five, watching the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, five. Wow, that's kind of around the time when I first watched it. It's crazy. Um, on VHS with my sisters, who were much older. Really love the entire horophilia family, but you're just great. Appreciate the entertainment every episode. Wow, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, uh, yeah Jim from Quincy, Massachusetts. Uh, and then he goes on to give us a P.S., uh, <laughs> the hottest chick on the planet and new horror gal Alexandra Daddario's first nude scene more a more perfect pair of titties I dare you to find later dudes and he gives us the link to that thank you for that yes. sir I will all of it. the pictures the compliments <laughs> yes uh, yeah, that link that he sent us I will literally get minutes of enjoyment out of because <laughs> so that's all it's gonna take um yeah, yeah, cool. Great. That's awesome. Thanks, Mr. Hogan. Yes, yeah. Hogan's what you going to do, brother? Absolutely. That's cool. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to get feedback like this, guys. So if, uh, you know, if you listen to the show, if you love the show, get involved. Send us an email, bananalazer@gmail.com. You know, leave us a voicemail at the 314-720-8842, you know, and uh, we'll read the show on the Join show. Join the pages. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. Join the Facebook page. You're right. We haven't talked about that in a while because we've been locked up in the, you know, in the basement here, <laughs> and uh, the banana bites were are just, you know, fast, fast, fast. Keep it going. Keep it going with the news. But we haven't really promoted the uh, all the outlets in a while. So yeah, yeah. The Facebook yeah. page, the group page. It's you know. Yeah, check that's that where shit it's out. They, yeah, that's the word to get in contact with us the most. Interact with us in real time and shit like that. So. Yeah, so fucking thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Let's fucking get on with the rest of this shit.
Hoffman, <laughs> he walks into, I guess, the lair, quote-unquote lair, where he's got the cameras and stuff and the diorama. They got, they got the <laughs> yeah, diorama yeah. back. And this part fucking cracked my shit up. Okay, he looks at the screen. He sees them all laying there. He's like, oh, you know, he takes note of one person, walks back to the diorama, moves one of the dolls slightly to match the fucking camera. I'm like, what the, why? It's like Dungeons and Dragons or something. (laughs) Right. He's like, he's he's truly playing God, I think. He's like, yeah, I'm a fucking badass. You know, I'm going to. I'm gonna. You know, he's playing with his dolls like Dark Helmet and space baseballs. <laughs> Did you see anything? No, sir. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Your helmet is so big, Hoffman. Uh, but uh, okay, so these people wake up. They're they're collar chained to the wall, and this trap is fucking awesome. They they gotta walk forwards to get a key to unlock this collar. But if they do, it's gonna set a timer off. After sixty seconds, it's gonna yank them all back and decapitate them. Fucking badass because yeah this this is one of the best traps of the movie in my opinion and the kill at the end of the blonde was fucking (laughs) dude to see a to see a head come off and just the body fall and as opposed to the other way around which is what we're used to brilliant dude oh god great fucking kill yeah that was cool Mm -hmm. a little a little bit too heavy handed on the CGI but yeah still Mm -hmm. fucking cool still a good concept. It happened so quick. I did notice it was CGI, but I thought it was awesome. Either way. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely cool. And then what we learn later is even better about the whole fucking trap in general with the key, you know? And what Jigsaw says. Fucking go against your fucking thing. And they even discuss it. And the one guy's trying to say, be calm. The other dude's fucking freaking out. <laughs> I'll tell you what one funny line is, though. The fucking dude, the junkie, <laughs> looks over at the freaking uh, the the guy that we find out to be the reporter, and he goes, "You're starting to freak me out, dude." <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to freak me out, dude. <laughs> Which is fucking so funny because in that situation to have a line like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're just now starting to freak out, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so common. It's like something that fucking two potheads would say in the fucking in a car because someone thinks fucking hey is that a cop behind us you're starting to freak me out dude you know <laughs> it's not something you'd say in like a life and death situation you know? oh man <laughs> oh that's fucking great <laughs> yeah so okay let's let's stick with them for a sec so then okay there's five of them the blonde bitch gets decapitated then the four of them move on right they go they've got like four different rooms to walk through the next room they go to it's got uh, all these glass vials on the ceiling. They're surrounded by nail bombs, and they gotta find uh, all these keys, you know, to these cubby holes, and, uh, in order to survive. Now, this this room, first of all, these keys they get, they all have shapes on them, like a triangle. Yeah, a, it's a like fuck. a preschooler's toy. Well, what I thought, I'm like, is this a video game? This is something you get in Resident Evil. Like, oh, you found the lion's head key, you know, and shit like that. <laughs> But this this is the uh, uh, room where they really start to turn on each other, I think. Well, I mean, they're doing it the whole time. You know, they're fighting constantly. And to me, it's fucking blatantly obvious that you could fit probably three people in this cubby hole. I don't know why they're fighting. There's only three holes, so somebody has to die. They're just hell-bent on one of them dying. But it's clear, dude... Come in here with me. It's fine. Okay, your foot might dangle out, but that's fine. At least you'll be alive. What the fuck? 
Yeah. Well, you know what? They have the fucking the stigma of jigsaw already, and they have that in their heads. Yeah. And then they I guess get into right. the situation, and then it's on a timed thing where they know everything is timed. They even figure out after the first one, they go as soon as that door closes, we're only going to have fucking sixty seconds or what have you to do this. So, and the guy even comes right out and says it. This is survival of the fittest. So, by nature, because they're fucking pricks, and because of what we hear about them as the movie progresses, and their knowledge of Jigsaw and his traps and everything else, they're in a panicked state of mind. You know, they're not really going to try to think rationally and say, let's work together and do this. And yeah, two of us can fit here. They're just thinking, I want to save my fucking ass right now, smash mm-hmm. the fucking glass, get the thing, and get in there and fuck everybody. And I don't, I don't give a fuck if I'm the only one that survives and the, the, the other four of you die. Whatever, or three at this point. You know what I mean? They, they're not going to take the time to think about that because of the situation they're in. Hmm. That, that's my take on it. That, I think that makes sense. And I think that's like, you know, that's like the human condition, especially people like this. Yeah. That's their mentality, you know? Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're making this movie better for me. Thank um, you. So, okay. Oh, and th- yeah, you're right. The bald head reporter guy, he blows up from this nail bomb or whatever it's fucking beautiful it's like yeah it's like a really sharp uh smash cut to the next scene but it's just really like satisfying you know um the whole the whole thing that leads to it is satisfying how the one girl actually turns on him because he sees that the one guy the weak link he's a junkie and he knows it and he's all fucking weak and tired and he's scratching his arm and he's fucking he seems he's all sheepish and he's like yeah he starts smashing shit and then he's fucking he takes up doesn't he take a stick and hit him mm-hmm. and then he starts yeah. hitting so he can have an advantage and he says something he goes yeah and he goes fucking survival of the fittest yeah, well then you know dick. yeah of course he's kind of like Freddy G or the Frankie G Frankie like the G name was yeah. in part two. just not as extreme and a little more interesting you know because he's the reporter and he, and he has the dirt on everybody but you know, he makes the point, survival of the fittest, and then you think, and then all of a sudden, the other chick, Megan Good, the black girl, fucking hits him just because she thinks he's an asshole. He says, survival of the fittest, my ass, and then fucking smashes it, and then she ends up helping the fucking junkie instead of him and, and, and screwing him over. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. You think that's the way it's going to be played? Well, fu- I, I want no part of you. I want no part of your mentality, and, you know, and that's that. And, of course, then the other girl afterwards things differently the fucking the dark hair or the brunette whatever the fuck her name is and she's like well he was an asshole but fucking what did she say but he was smart and then they, she just right. kind of looks yeah. over junkie who's there fucking you know wiping yeah. his nose all he fucking clearly <laughs> isn't smart yeah we could have used his brains we don't need his uh waste of flesh you know dragging along with us so. they each had a point one of them was morality and one of them was intelligence whatever happened happened uh so yeah okay he dies in a you know explosion you know glory fashion move to the next room now this one this is the room where i real i've got i've got some more problems first of all the junkie guy they know when they shut the door that the alarm's gonna start right is this the room where he's just like oh let's just let's just get on with it it's like what what dude somebody might die don't you want to prolong it as long as you can this guy is insane you mean the junkie? That's what he said? Let's get out with it? Yeah, and he, like, closes the door. You know, they're all sitting there talking. They're trying to figure this shit out. They're trying to figure out who's who. There's a meaning behind all this. And and he oh. eventually just, like, closes the door. Let's just get on with it. Let's do it. He's embarrassed because out of everybody involved, 
he really what he did even though he's a junkie he is the the least liable as to what happened he didn't know he was being he was the fucking patsy that got set uh, and he's holding all this guilt and he probably yes. just wants to die he doesn't maybe care. not even that yeah. a maybe he doesn't value his life because he's a junkie but b he doesn't want to keep talking to these people and have his fucking secrets exposed. Okay. So I think yeah. there's two reasons he just wanted to get out of it. Fuck this discussion. I just want to get out of life and get the fuck out of my life and fuck you people. Because he, he's already guilt-ridden. Because as the movie hmm. goes on, we see. So I yeah, can see yeah. him doing that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Fuck, Dave. Okay, yeah, well, okay. Here's the, saw, brother. <laughs> here's, the, here's the trap. Okay, there's a, a tub. And they got to connect a circuit, essentially. Somebody basically has to get in the tub and connect the circuit to open the door, and but that's going to kill them essentially with all the voltage running through their body. And so they're clearly arguing about that, but almost seemingly out of the blue, the fucking brunette Julie Benz just fucking stabs this chick in the neck uh, with what I don't even know, but stabs her in the neck to put her in the tub. I mean, I know it's like survival of the fittest, but it just seemed out of nowhere. You know what I mean? It's not really something that I was expecting. No, but but that's what was cool about it. It mm-hmm. was a shock that that happened. Somebody had to go. Somebody had to right. go in the tub. They figured that much out. So now in her mind, she is already thinking past the junkie. He's a fucking piece of cake. He's done. So let me eliminate my fucking strongest competition right now and get <laughs> on with the fucking next round and get on with it. To me, that's the only way to go. From her perspective, it was the smart move. She's she thinks she's on some weird Japanese game show. She's like, <laughs> I'm gonna win the prize. <laughs> she's fucking, you know. She's like, I'm getting out of this motherfucker. Yeah. You guys are not, but this bitch here, you know, she's already questioning her judgment because she fucking whacked the other cat who who, who she thinks should have stayed around because of his intelligence. Oh, she's yeah. yeah, you're right. So she's already that. saying, you know what? This chick isn't really, clearly isn't fucking as intelligent as I am. She's not thinking with her fucking brain. She's thinking with her heart. So now, and once again, she's looking past the junkie. She just figures he's going to fucking be fodder, and she's going to fucking, if anyone's going to get out of this, it's her. So, of course, she's going to eliminate the strongest competition. I, I could see why she would do that. But it was great when it happened. Yeah, it was t- took us took us by surprise completely, you know? Yeah, All it was... Sudden, it- it was the most, yeah, it was the most satisfying, I guess, or thrilling, I would say, thing in that room because, you know, once they, she's dead, you know, they put her in a tub, they, they electrocute her, the fucking door opens, you know, wham, bam, you know, that's pretty it. It's nothing too, too crazy, exciting about that. Right. So, well, what we find out later is cool about the whole tub and you know five coming together and and every test for that matter, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect. yeah, yeah. Then there were two. You got the junkie, you got the brunette. This is where these fucking two assholes really piece it all together in the final room. They got to basically make them, you know, hurt themselves so much and bleed out and fill up this vial of 10 ounces of blood. It is extremely graphic. Holy shit. (laughs) So they got this fucking like table saw scenario and they got it set up for five people. And they're all, they. This is where they start to figure out. They're like, "What the fuck? You know, why is there five holes in here?" And they piece it together. Every single trap. We should have been working together. You know, all the keys from the first uh, uh, neck collar trap. They all would have worked on. You know, all we needed was one key. One key know? to share all. Yeah, for all five locks, and mm-hmm. we all would have taken a, a short shock in the fucking tub. 
right? Um, mm-hmm. And we would have gotten out together. And then you here, know. we you know, at the table saw thing, we only needed to cut ourselves slightly, I guess, you know, and, you know, each of us give two ounces of blood. Now the two of us got to do five ounces, which I pretty sure the human body can only, you know, lose maybe six or something like that. I'm not but, sure, but fuck, they fucking lost a lot. Holy, holy shit. Speaking fuck. of losing a lot. Okay. So one, I, I find it almost impossible to to be able to get up the will to stick your hand on a table saw willingly. Wow. wow. Impossible in my mind. But the blood is spraying everywhere off of their fucking hand. I would have to think that not all of this blood is getting picked up and sucked into the into this uh vial or whatever it is. So Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like we, we, you know, they essentially die out anyways. Yeah, holy shit. Just, I mean, because everybody's seen a table saw in action. And just to think about putting your hand in there uh, is insane to me. And it just, oh, when you see the final arm of that guy split all the way almost up to Sick. his el- elbow. Oh, man. That's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. Great fucking gore in this movie. Great gore all around. Something else fucking positive about this movie. They don't skimp on the gore either. I don't know. They do a lot right in this movie. They really do. And they have fucking scene with him being cut, like you said, all the way up to his fucking elbow. That's fucking sick. Pretty and we've sick. all seen that. Like you said, the table saw. It takes me back to fucking shop class, you know? Yeah. You know? I, with the fucking it, goggles and the piece of wood, you know? And That's, most of us have known a kid who's cut his hand on that, too. You know right? what I mean? So it's like, ugh, fuck. To willingly do that? Yeah, like you said. Only way to do it, close your eyes and just fucking shove your hand in there and take the pain. Don't dick around. Ah, you know. uh, see, I don't know, man. Because uh, okay, let's go back to the pendulum trap. He had to stick his hands in into this into the sides and basically smash his hands in order to stop his pendulum. I could see that a little more because you yeah. stick your hand in there, it starts to get crushed. You can't like yank it away. With this, I think as soon as the second your hand hits the table saw, you're gonna pull it out of there, and you're gonna be like, "No, I'll take my chances with the bomb." Seriously, <laughs> I hear you. But if it was five people, that wouldn't even be necessary. You could just take your fist and fucking curl it up and put like maybe the top of your fist up against it and keep your I, fingers <laughs> clenched and squeeze it so so you more no more blood's gonna come out. I would have yeah. just chewed on a hangnail and then tried to drip <laughs> that in there as opposed to put my hand on the saw. Jesus Christ. I I would have put my foot in that fucking thing, I think, instead. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think it, I think you're better off fucking like slicing the heel of your foot instead of your hand, if given the choice. I think more blood would maybe will come out of your foot. I don't know, it's hard to say, but Sticking your hand in there, which you use all day, every fucking day. Think about the relationship you have with your hands. Oh, I've got, you feet. know, n- n- now that I have Charles, you know, that, that's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't have to Charles use Charles is staying by me, buddy. Use right? my hand as much. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm, now you're going to make me push him back to you with this. Oh, race. Jesus. God, fucking Charles. He's going to be eating my fucking, what's left of my fucking clothes here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
Okay, let's move back to the other storyline with Hoffman. You know, after the ceremony and all this shit, uh, Jill, Jigsaw's wife, you know, she's got maybe a little bigger role in this. She comes back. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this scene, she, she meets the lawyer, and he's got a box for her that's left by her dead husband. If your husband was a quote-unquote serial killer, uh, don't you think that the police would be able to take anything from his lawyer because he murdered people? Wouldn't the, the legality of that, you know, patient, doctor, confidentiality, or whatever that he has with his lawyer uh, negate be negated? You know, wouldn't it be evidence at that point? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a fucking lawyer, so I don't know. That crossed my mind, too, because mm-hmm. he calls her in, she's in there, and he plays the tape for her, and he, he says his thing, and then he's like, okay, here's the box, and then uh, now the cool thing is that she had the necklace around her neck, and the key was at the end of the necklace. Okay, where did she, did, did it show her getting that in another movie, and I just forgot about it or something? I don't know. I, I would guess it's it's quite possible that in 6 or 7 we do see it, but I, I can't say with with certainty right now that that's what happened because i wouldn't doubt it but either way that's okay that is remember remember what she said about him and she knows about everything with him is fucking Mm pre-planned and you know if if he did give that to him if he did give that to her as a gift at some point in their relationship she probably knew that maybe someday that key was coming into play somewhere so that doesn't bother me so much but i do agree with you about the thing with the box you Mm -hmm. know because she opens the box with the key Right, and then the doctor just kind of looks at the doctor. Sorry, me. The lawyer just kind of <laughs> looks at her, and she fucking closes it, and she goes about her business. Now, as far as the law, I don't know him being the lawyer of Jigsaw, and maybe he just wouldn't give a fuck. What does he care? He, he's been paid. You think he? Oh, I'm gonna be a hero and fucking turn in this box that was gone from Jigsaw to his wife. I mean, maybe I guess he would do it to get in the papers or something. Yeah, but I think the police would have gone to him. And been like, hey, you're John Kramer's lawyer. We need absolutely everything that you have on him. You're committing perjury if you don't, you know, give us all this stuff. Because it's evidence, essentially. True. If they knew who John Kramer's lawyer was. He's a pretty fucking reclusive and elusive dude. The shit yeah. that he does. But oh, here's the other thing that I liked about this scene was that uh, the lawyer pulls out a VHS tape. <laughs> I just love how... Jigsaw is so reluctant to go digital. He's like, not having it. <laughs> I'm not going digital. And you know what? On the message on the VHS, it all of it could have been written in a note. It's like he, he just had to record himself talking to Jill for whatever reason. It's like just it, it would have been three sentences on a on a piece of paper. Yeah, it's but it's kind, kind of, of it's kind of romantic. It's kind of fucking, you know, cool to see your fucking loved one leaving you something from the grave, and it, it's a message directly from them to you. You know? It's, it's, even, it's, even if it wasn't a, a love affair situation, it, it speaks volumes. It's, it's, it's a very personal thing. I think it'd be... It, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to receive it, something. It made me think of Jamie Kennedy <laughs> returning in Scream 3 <laughs> on uh, a VHS and been like, yeah, Sydney, you might be in a fucking trilogy. Well... Uh, Jill, you might be in a fucking, you know, a series that's swirling down the drain. Look out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that fucking situation. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's it's whatever. I get why they did it. You know, him talking has more of an impact for True. the movie and all that stuff. So it, it makes sense. It's fine. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Yeah, shit. 
Yeah, I'm just poking holes and shit. Yeah, I hear you. Well, that's what you're here for. I know. <laughs> fucking hole poker. Just don't fucking poke too big a hole and fucking Charles over here will be okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then, uh, you know, back on Hoffman, uh, he get he finds a note. It says, what, I know who you are or something like that. You know, yeah. no no mm-hmm. signature, no insignia, you know, so somebody knows what's going on. And really, we're almost out of characters at this point. You got to think that it's it's either going to be Strom because he's on his tail, right. but he, ha- he hasn't really pieced it together yet, or it's going to be Jill, right? I mean, who else would have fucking, you, there's no other characters. Right, sure. Amanda's dead. There is nobody else. Obviously, yeah, Jigsaw knows. However, yeah. oh, well, we continue on. Right. So, But at this point, who knows? Yeah, I hear you. Because the way they set it up, it's kind of like what they did with Hoffman with the tape recording in part four, where it's played at the beginning, but then it showed it showed real time a- at the end, which is kind of clever, which is see something else about this movie and this series, how they do shit like that. And it is plausible in, in, in those situations. But, yeah, he gets that note. I know who you are. Like, what the fuck? Then you start to find out about fucking Batman suspecting fucking Hoffman. Fucking what's his name? Strom. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> right? The way he talks in this movie? <laughs> uh, com- you, you know? Commissioner Gordon. Um, Commissioner, no, Commissioner do your Jigsaw. Jigsaw voice. No, no, do your Jigsaw voice. Your Jigsaw voice sounds exactly like Batman. I, I, I noticed that when I listened back to part three the other day. <laughs> Amanda. No, I can't. Now I can only do Christian Bale. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, what I liked about this note was that in one of the flashbacks, John Kramer actually leaves this note for him uh, earlier in his life after he kills the guy with the pendulum trap. He leaves that note for him. You know, I know who you are, and it's kind of it's kind of a cool little uh, callback thing to to receive that note after you know that John is dead. Right. You know, you know, it's spine tingling. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it's sweet because at yeah. this point we don't know when that note was given to him. Mm-hmm. It's done in that time where you think it's after he comes back and he's promoted to fucking lieutenant and he does his whole thing, you know. And then he goes back and goes, oh yeah, he's fucking living. You know, he's living the dream right now. Fucking on top of the world, he's the hero. Yada yada comes back, opens his fucking thing. Boom, he's getting fucked with. Yeah, <laughs> and and so you got Strom on his tail. Uh, this is just funny to me. Anytime Strom talks, is fucking. Uh, yeah, straight Batman, man. That's I'm it. on to you, Hoffman. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Hoffman gets a phone call about Agent Perez from the last movie, who got uh, shots in the face from <laughs> from Billy the Puppet. Right. <laughs> but this is what's hilarious to me. He goes to her room, and Strom's there, all somber. This this is the bloodiest bed <laughs> I've ever seen in a hospital, and presumably it's been that way for I would have to say at least 30 minutes maybe just long enough for Hoffman to drive down there and they still haven't cleaned it up it's like you're a hospital you can't leave just blood ridden sheets <laughs> shit like that but uh okay this yeah. is what this is another thing that confused me though is that uh supposedly she is dead that's what we're told uh Strom says that the last thing that she said was your name Hoffman. that's weird right yeah uh, why why what would make her think that they sh- they should that unless something got cut from this movie that doesn't really that could have been left completely out and the movie would have been none the fucking lesser for it. Mm-hmm. Strom had plenty of reasons to suspect fucking 
Hoffman because yeah. he escaped the thing. Just because he escaped un, unscathed, essentially, yeah. is, is enough reason. I think what right. they were doing was... Spelling it out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spelling it out for the fucking dummies? Well, <laughs> you know how these movies leave uh, stuff in certain films, you know, like the note that Amanda reads and, and the glass coffin from part four and stuff like that? You know, as we, you know, spoiler alert, but as we learn from... <laughs> Part six, you know, Perez is alive. She comes back. So maybe they they gave uh, Erickson, uh, Strom's boss, comes into play. Maybe he gave her the information about Hoffman, and I, I don't fucking know. I'm starting to go cross-eyed over here. Yeah, they don't really say it. It's, first you thought she got killed in part four. Then you think she's dead in part five. Yeah, they do. she's a fucking... She's like Jigsaw, this fucking... This what the fuck? What's her name? Perez? What Perez. the fuck? She doesn't die. Why won't you die? You know? <laughs> what the fuck? I hear you. That is weird. Mm-hmm. Because why would he be so visibly upset? Remember, uh, Strom is all fucking, like yeah, you that, said. Yeah, that's right. And, he thought she's dead. Yeah, and you so... You know, she said your name right yeah, before she died. Right. Yeah, that's what he said. So, and and he knows, he he's not playing it up like she's dead. He actually thinks that she's dead. Ah, this is something that they wrote themselves in a corner with and thought they could pull. I, this is something that I think they fucked up, essentially. I guess, yeah. It doesn't, yeah. Really, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe the loss of blood were just meant to is meant to imply she's dead. Maybe that's why they had so much blood there. Maybe that's why they let us see the blood. So we assume she's dead. Maybe that blood isn't hers. Uh, uh, Strom just coughed really bad and busted his stitches open. <laughs> stitches the clown. Oh, God damn it! I got to... I gotta have Alfred stitch this back up. God damn it. Uh, so, yeah, then, okay, then almost this becomes more about Strom and his chase through, you know, to, to, to Peg Hoffman. And it's through his investigation that we get this backstory. I find it's pretty rebellious because he gets fucking, he, he, he does all this shit. Uh, he gets fucking. He's almost shamed at the time because his boss, you just said his name a minute ago. What's his Erickson. name? Erickson. Erickson comes in and basically says, okay, you're off the fucking case now, buddy. Enough is enough. People fucking died in there. You know, uh, it was one of those things where he wanted to be the hero and solve everything, take it on. He's like, listen, buddy, take a fucking break. Yeah, I'm, 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 he's like, who took, who's taking me off the case? He's like, I am. It's like, fuck you, man. Just go home. Fucking another situation like fucking the guy in part four. <laughs> Rig, yeah. Like, just Rig, go home, man. Just go home. And the same thing with fucking the guy in part one, if you really want to stretch it out, to Danny Glover's character. Just fucking relax. Go home. And relax. You're, you're completely, you're freaking the fuck out. You're causing more chaos than, than, than you are solving anything. So, and you know, so he does all this shit on the down low, which is kind of cool. I mean, he's fucking, he's completely convinced. Hoffman's fucking in there because he's like, well, somebody, it's someone in your department. He's like, you know what? I got to find something else on Hoffman. He's digging the shit up and wow. I, yeah. I do like that. It's very interesting the way he, the way it comes to be and then one thing leads to another and we get the flashbacks. Yeah, so he's hot on the trail kind of piecing all this together. I thought it was going to be weird that's like, how come the police didn't uh, make the connection that this guy killed Hoffman's sister? But he says it like first thing. Yes. Yeah, yes, as, yes, as, yes. As soon as he walks Crazy on the scene, he's like, 
Nope, I know exactly who that is. He killed my sister. You know, it's like, oh, okay. So they, they, you know, he tries to play it off, and it works beautifully. Yeah, it works perfectly. If he would not said a word, now he's a suspect. Yeah, they would have pegged him. Yeah, right. He had the fucking the presence of mind to say, "Yep, I know exactly who that is. He killed my sister." You know, and he fucking implicated himself in a matter of speaking right off the bat. Just, mm-hmm. just to fucking, it's a smart thing. It's reverse psychology, you know. Plus, he knows how cops think because he's a cop himself. So, yeah, he played it perfectly, and it's. I think that it was so cool that he came out and said that. And I remember watching at the time, saying, "Yeah, I would do the same thing if I was in that position." You know, it's just that's the way to go with it. That's funny that you said he knows how cops think, and that's the crux of this entire movie. Is that right. <laughs> he he knows that Strom is going to do this. He's he's counting on it. He's counting on him doing all of these things, following him, essentially leading him down a path uh, to where he beats him, and and that's the whole thing is. And that shows how you know intelligent Hoffman is. Hoffman's a fucking smart guy. I mean, right. Um, and so. he has Jigsaw helping him, who teaches him a lot of shit afterwards. Yeah. And he's like, you know, when they show them setting things up and he's questioning everything. It's a real teacher-apprentice situation, right. more, much more so than it was with Amanda, you yeah. know? Yeah, much yeah. better, actually. Yes. And that's it's strange. I don't know if it's just because he's not a crazy junkie or, you know, maybe because he actually never went through a quote-unquote, you know, trap or game or something like that. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it, all this stuff really worked with Kramer and Hoffman, uh, for me. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) uh, like, you know, their, their first confrontation I thought was great. He attacks him in the elevator, uh, Kramer, Kramer attacks Hoffman in the elevator. Then he wakes up with a shotgun strapped to his face and, and, and Hoffman, I mean, not Hoffman, Jigsaw just unleashes all this all this information on him and it's just like i know i know who you are you know and hoffman's just like what the fuck do you want from me just tell me what you want and it's great this whole how this blackmail thing comes about i think is the perfect kind of relationship much like you said much better than the amanda relationship oh it's great and because he really truly by the end of the conversation believes his message and he even has me believing his message as the viewer yeah yeah. That's what I'm saying about my love for the character. It really falls into play in, in this movie. Five and six specifically is when I really start to become a jigsaw apologist and fucking defend him. This mm-hmm. is the, the jigsaw I remember, and that's what I've been talking about in all these reviews. That what we see now, he isn't murdering. He is fucking living by the code. And and the people he's fucking with, like I said before in the earlier show, they get more deplorable as we go on. That's what I'm saying. That's what I love about five and six is the the flashbacks and the establishment of the Jigsaw character and what he says and everything that comes out of his mouth. It's like fucking, damn. It's like you said it in, in part three, you should be a fucking in government. Totally. He sounds like a politician. He's trying to fucking sell his ideas or, 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 or some fucking crazy fucking, you know, religious fucking zealot uh, trying to preach, you know? He convinces fucking Hoffman by the end of it, and he's like mm-hmm. saying, "Cause he knew what happened after he after he you know accuses him of the inferior work and everything else and fuck it." And then he starts saying, "You know, it's sixty seven percent of criminals fucking in this city end up back in prison within three years and mm-hmm. all this shit." And he go and he's like, "Everyone deserves a chance," he says, and killing is distasteful and. I have a better, more efficient way of fucking doing things and 
you know, he's completely playing every card he has, trying to sell his fucking, what's the word I'm thinking of, just his, his theories to Hoffman. And by the end of this fucking 10-minute interlude, Hoffman, I don't, I don't think it's bullshit. I don't think he's scared for his life. I think he really fucking takes it in and he's sold. Mm-hmm. Well, it, he's right, dude. You know, and, and he's already kind of got a taste for it, you know. And so he's like, right. "Man, this guy can really show me the way." And another thing I liked is that you know, uh, uh, Jigsaw, you know, lets him go, and and he he even leaves that razor, that straight razor, right there, tempting him. You know, he's doing that on purpose. And I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, why? Just kill him. Just kill him. Problem solved. Hoffman killed Jigsaw. Done. He, you know, he can't blackmail you anymore. And and I love how this movie answers it immediately because Hoffman's like, "Well, why don't I just kill you?" And 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 Jigsaw says, "Because you're not a murderer." Right. And, and I think sucks him he, in. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, which as far as I remember, I I know in the in the later sequels he's just saving his ass, but Hoffman murders a lot of people. <laughs> You know, uh, so I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't quite go with continuity. But oh, oh well, well I, still, I still like it. At this point, though, Jigsaw's trying to convince him that he's not a murderer. Yes, he did give that guy an unfair game in the beginning mm-hmm. with the with the pendulum because the guy did do it, and he said, "I did what I was supposed to." And you see Hoffman's eye. We're we're made aware of that, and then we then we find out that it was Hoffman, and Jigsaw's pissed about it because he's like, you know. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but you know I don't buy that. He <laughs> gives him right. that whole right. It's great. He gives him that whole speech, but that's all he's done. But he's trying to play to his cop senses. He's trying to say you're not a murderer. You wanted to be a cop. You wanted to stop the bad right. guys. I'm mm-hmm. trying to show you that my way of stopping the bad guys is fucking superior to what the what the the justice system is doing. You mm-hmm. see what's going on. The guy that killed your sister. Got fucking five years on what should have been a life sentence. You know, 67% of the fucking people end up back in. The system is failed. But my system is good. And you, and I'm not a murderer, and you are not a murderer either. You're a cop, so I'm going to teach you a better method where you're not murdering people. It's, he's fucking, he's a salesman. He's he's This is his pitch. He's trying to fucking recruit him. He's, he sees this guy as his best shot because he knows his weakness. He hmm. knows that he's lost somebody. You know, that's the big thing right there. Jigsaw lost somebody. He lost his unborn child, and that set him off. You know, he's like, I know what it's like to lose, you know, something like that. And he's taking that, and he's like, you know what? If anyone's going to fucking relate to me and into what I'm saying, because I consider myself a good guy, this guy wants to be a good guy. He's a cop. I fucking, I think it's great. It's so well written. I think that whole, that conversation in the way he sucks him in, it's fucking like... It's not really evil, so I want to say I want to compare it to like fucking uh, Emperor Palpatine and Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> right. the way he seduces him, you know, which is evil intent. I don't consider Jigsaw this as evil intent, but it, it's something along that, you know, he's like, come into my fucking web, and he's like, come here, this is what's going on here, what do you think? I really yeah. like it, man. No, it's, it definitely is one of the stronger scenes of the movie. I think it works for me, yeah. and, 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 and partly because, you know, this... 
this kind of interaction, you know, makes me think about part three and that how seeing the whole Amanda jigsaw relationship kind of devolve and stuff like that. It was some of the best stuff in the series, you know, basically just relationships. And so, yeah, all this stuff really works. And we also get some flashbacks of previous traps. We see a flashback of them both setting up part two uh, game, yeah. essentially. That's yeah. good. Um, we see, oh, the razor wire trap. That whole yes. setup. That was good. Way um, back I, when, which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. I also like how <laughs> both Hoffman and Kramer are in the pig mask. They attack the guy, oh, and oh, it, yeah. does, it doesn't work. For every other time we've seen this kind of sequence, it's boom, one time. We got this, you know. I. It, I, I can abduct you, no problem. But this time, it's like it takes two guys, and it's still a fucking struggle because they <laughs> haven't like really like They're worked new. it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're trying to figure out the methods. It's yeah. fucking the learning curve, right? <laughs> all this stuff is is what I think. To me, all this is the best part of the movie, and that's why I was saying earlier. It's like you could almost drop that other storyline. Yeah, I know you need it. I, it's whether it's good or not, you know, it's a Saw movie. You need that kind of thing in there. But uh, like I said with part four, I could have gone with an entire movie about Strom. You know, I was really into Strom's character and just him chasing down Jigsaw, blah, blah, blah. You know, this movie I kind of just wanted just the Hoffman coming up with Jigsaw and then flashing back the whole time. Because it's the strongest part of the movie, I just wanted more of it. And it was good, but that's what I love about it, that the... I, Everything they did, I did want more of it, and I loved it too. But mm-hmm. they leaving you wanting more is fucking what a good movie is. Yeah, that's true. That's what they do. They give you a good taste of it, then they flash back to this, then they do that, and I, I keep repeating myself with it. But it, there's three facets, and they just it's just fucking they hit hard. They just and they connect, and they jump, and they go back, and they go forward, and it all makes sense. There's nothing you're not watching this movie really and saying. There isn't too many things that are that are, that aren't plausible. Where in the other ones, I believe there was more, and I believe that in this movie, a lot of it is can be explained uh, for the most part, and it's just so engaging that just the flow of it that you got those three different situations going on, and it's just the perfect blend of fucking mm-hmm. going back and forth between the three of them. I just love the way it flows. I can't say it enough. You know why you're here, don't you? They say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. But I find it somewhat distasteful to be given credit for work that's not mine. Especially inferior work. like to lose family. I know what it's like not to be able to protect loved ones. It's a powerless feeling. As it builds to the climax, um, you got uh, uh, Jill contacts Erickson says hey quit fucking following me he's like what the fuck are you talking about he's All right. she's like agent strom is fucking following me he's like what that guy it's not even working right now what's going on 
So you got Hoffman, then you got Strom on his tail, then you got Erickson on Strom's tail. And this all worked. I, I really like how, how this worked out in the framing of Strom is that, you know, Hoffman goes to the lair and, and Strom is right behind. And he leaves all these little clues for Erickson to pick up, meaning that, you know, Strom is jigsaw. There's a cell phone there. It's great. It's when got all these cells. records there. It, it works really well. I like that. But uh, they get to the final room, you know, Strom, you know, get, gets to a room with that glass coffin that we saw in the last movie. And you're wondering, hey, what the fuck is that thing? Well, here it is. And <laughs> uh, he plays this tape. And it's it's Hoffman's voice for the first time. It's right. tr- it's truly Hoffman. Okay, yep. no no mixing in with uh, John Kramer. This is Hoffman. This is what he's doing. And I think it's funny because the main point of this tape is telling Strom, "Hey, don't you trust me by now? You know you should trust me. This this uh, this coffin, this glass coffin, is your salvation. Don't you trust me or something?" Right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking to myself. Why Why the fuck would he trust you? You know, he's been chasing you this whole time. He knows you're a liar and, you know, quote-unquote murderer and all this stuff. Uh, you know, I, he's asking him to trust him. Why would he trust him? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. But, but it's cool. It all works, you know. Uh, he gets into the fucking, <laughs> you know, he beats Hoffman. And throws him into the thing. And I love Hoffman's reaction, knowing the ending. He's, he's yes. like, oh, I'm freaking out. I'm trying to get out. I can't get out. And then it, it's kind of weird because and then he just points down to the tape recorder and he continues playing it. Which you know? is, I think that's great. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> this part worked really well. And it's different in that there's no real twist to the end of this movie and not Correct. all of, not all of them necessarily had a twist you know or i think they have but some are just not as effective like some would say part three didn't have a twist but it kind of it had a little one in there yeah sure, sure but this one really really doesn't have a twist it just has a big like you know fuck you to strong <laughs> oh because it was a surprise though it was yeah. not a twist but it was a a, a surprise you know we we fell for it. I mean, we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And, know, when, when he threw Hoffman in there, I believe we were fooled too, thinking that the tables were turned. Yeah, absolutely. And and so we saw this trap, not trap, but we saw this coffin in part four early, early on in a flashback, you know, when, when, um, with John Kramer and how, did did he have the intent to use it in this scenario, or do you think he was going to use it for something else? At that yeah. time, I don't think he even knew Hoffman yet. So right, okay, yeah, was I guess that makes sense. Something else, mm-hmm. yeah. But it was just something that he came up with that maybe he planned on using someday in that in that situation with the old switcheroo. Because I'm going to put it here. And... The old switcheroo. I yeah. got you now, Strom. <laughs> but I tell you, it's brilliant because the way he talks about it. Jigsaw is so fucking confident in in, in what he's doing, and in, in uh, you know Hoffman's questioning was like, well, there's a lot of guesswork involved in this. You know, he's like, you're leaving a lot to chance, and Jigsaw's like, he goes, no, because if you understand the way people think, or the, well, I forgot the words exactly he used, the human condition, or the way people think, or whatever, there's no guesswork at all, and he's trying to convey that message on to to Hoffman, which ultimately. He does pick it up. He learns it from Hoffman. 
He he learned. Pardon me. He learns it from Jigsaw because Hoffman completely anticipated Strom yeah. throwing him into that thing. He targeted for it. And he's like, if you know how people are, there's no guesswork at all. He's that fucking confident in what he's doing, and of course, everything he's showing Hoffman up to this point, he's fucking spot on for. So why would he think different? And Hoffman even shows him. He's like, you know, Amanda can't be trusted, or Amanda's gonna fail you. And he knew it then. He knew there was trouble. And then they show her reading that note. And then they show that fucking Hoffman left the note four at the end of three. We don't know what the note says, but we know there's competition between Hoffman and Amanda. And they have that whole angle going on. Yeah, competition. You know what? If there was like a jigsaw versus jigsaw kind of thing to whereas, <laughs> let's say in another alternate universe, uh, John Kramer wasn't dying and, and, and part three didn't happen. He was still alive. And he, he brought up this guy and... And, and and eventually came to a like a power head where they both wanted to, you know, be on top, and they're both trying to put each other in traps or something like that. That'd be interesting. Alternate yeah. universe shit. Yeah, yeah, that would be. And maybe that then maybe that's gonna be Saw Eight. <laughs> Saw Eight, yeah, directed by James Wan. Okay, right, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and then fucking Strom dies. Oh, in, the, in the most beautiful fashion in this fucking room, and, and we've 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 never actually seen this. I don't think play out on screen before. We've always uh, had it in movies like Temple of Doom and shit like that, but it it never actually played out to where somebody died like this. And it's it's pretty glorious. And to see his arm snapping before it happens, and it's all good. Seeing the blood rain down on Hoffman in that Kaufman. Was- oh man. <laughs> That's sweet. And granted, like you said, it wasn't a big twist, but it was still a good fucking, a good FU to the freaking, you know, to Strom. And we want it. At this point, it's almost like, I mean, I was already pulling for him, but I think they, they kind of make you want to pull for, for Hoffman by the end of this movie because what they established with the Jigsaw character, passing mm-hmm. things on to, on to Hoffman is, you know, is, you know, we're actually doing good. We're fucking cleaning up crime and whatever, you know, where some people in the audience are going to be pulling with Hoffman on it. And, yeah, it's great because he fucking throws a man and then he starts going up. The way, they, the way you know, this design is brilliant. I love how Hoffman's, <laughs> at first he's acting like he's in the coffin, and right. then and then he slowly slips into "I got you" hook, line, and sinker, and he's yeah. just he's just bait like when he he's literally bathing in it, his blood and just the you know the the glee of it all. You know he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Well, he's happy as shit. He completed oh, his first fucking his first test. He did it all. Everything worked out with. Uh, the five and everything, they got their shit, and then all he cared about this whole movie, especially, I really love the setup with the fucking cell phone thing, how he ganked his fucking cell phone early on in the movie, and then, then he called, like he was an interested, he called the, um, what's the guy's name again? Erickson. Oh, Erickson. Mm-hmm. He called Erickson himself, asking for, for Strom. Hey, he was talking about a possible, another accomplice to Jigsaw besides Amanda. That's so right. he was actually, you know what I'm saying? implicating himself and making it seem like he's in on the fucking takes you know let's get let, let's see who it is he's thinking about it let's see you know and then he's like well i'm not handling you know someone else is handling those questions right now we sent strom 
You know what I mean? He's not handling the case right now. And then later on, he calls, Peter's phone calls fucking Erickson, and then they track the cell phone, and the whole time, they have it all set up, and fucking Hoffman has the fucking thing right there. He's got a warm cup of coffee there. He's got right, yeah. Strong's fucking phone. He has I forgot about the up. coffee. Yeah, when yeah. do you have time to do that? That's funny. Yeah, he had it all set up for what's his name? Well, it's in the same building, so why not? You yeah. know? So we had it all set up for this Erickson guy to get there. So fucking at the end of it, Strom's going to be implicated as the one that is fucking Jigsaw's accomplice. So he wins on fucking all counts. Jigsaw is, yeah, he had another accomplice, but guess what? By the end of this, you're going to find out that he's fucking gone missing. So even if there is a warrant out for his arrest, you're never going to find him because I killed him. So, <laughs> and the heat's off of me. So it was the ultimate coup by fucking Jigsaw and, and Hoffman to pull it all off. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it ended good. I mean, even though I've knocked this movie around quite a bit, you know, talking about it with you, Dave, and your passion about it makes me like it a lot better. <clears throat> so that's good, yeah. However, if you choose not to, you will never be heard from again. Your body will never be found. You will simply vanish. I ask you, Special Agent Strong, have you learned enough to trust me? Will you heed my warning? For if you do not... Fuck you. This room will forever be your tomb. And my legacy will become yours. Make your choice. Hey, yeah, let's give out some uh, awards here. Uh, Banana Split, Best Kill... You know, this was tough. I mean, that 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 Strom squash, the the old Strom squash. It's like a wrestling. Uh, <laughs> and now we set him up for a strong squash. Oh, you know. it was pretty good. And you know, there's some other ones like the beheading, but I gotta go with the the pendulum at the beginning as the best, uh, to in my opinion, because it was the most brutal. In that you just see the guy's face, you know what I mean, and you see what it's doing to his body, and it, it was just a powerhouse beginning to a movie. Oh, I agree. It's the goriest, yeah, okay, good. fucking greatest. Not only is it the fucking banana split, I think it might be the best kill of the entire series up to this what? point. Yeah, really? I really. Uh, it's definitely the goriest. It's fuck. Yeah, I think it, it, it's definitely in the running for the best kill in the series up through five movies. Yeah. Better than Jonathan Gore? Oh, <laughs> it's close with Jonathan Gore. Don't forget about that, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Bringing it back, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's I hear you. left. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. The Jonathan Gore trap was pretty fucking solid, but, you know, it's, it's open for debate. It's definitely the best kill of the movie, maybe the best kill of the series up to this point. Through five movies, so there, there's no question about that for me. Yeah, yeah it's fucking great. It fucking is great. Intestines all over the place and shit. <laughs> I want to see what your insides look like, <laughs> Sydney. Um, so, uh, yeah, how about banana? You like to peel? For me, it's got to go to uh, the brunette in the trap, Julie Benz. To me, she's she's where it's at. I 
I don't think there's a lot of competition in this movie. I mean, yeah, there's some chicks in here, but uh, she's a standout in my opinion because, as you know, I'm not a fan of of Jigsaw's wife, you know, really. So no shit, she's not even. She's my number three. I would say that girl. What? Oh, yeah. you're gonna pick the black chick? I am Megan Good. <laughs> Dude, Megan Good is fucking hot. She does not look her best in this movie, dressed up in them fucking very conservative clothes, Mm -hmm. and her hairstyle isn't the most flattering for her facial features, but Megan Good, and I've seen her other movies, and I've seen her many pictures of her, that fucking chick is hot. Oh, my gosh. See, I don't know anything about her, so. Oh, really? Yeah, man. I've known about her for quite a while. She's fucking good to go. And then number two is Jill. Uh, of course, oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Megan Good. I forget her fucking character's name in the movie, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, with a name like Good, um. So yeah, let's go ahead and rate this fucker. Um, but b- before, uh, well, you know what? I'll let you go first, Dave. Go ahead. What do you think? One out of five. One out of five. I go with a four. Four. Wow. Yep. Yep. Man, oh, you it... think highly of this? Holy Fuck shit. yeah, dude! What a flow, man. It's go 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 it's fucking there's no boring moments it's i'm sucked in fucking beginning to end there's a couple things that are a little less plausible like the like the rest of the series sure the end doesn't have the amazing fucking twist that i think the other the other three have at least to a degree it was a little less on that the other four i should say it was a little bit down but like i said it answered all it did was answer questions and show us new things and fucking the flashbacks were great yeah, so yeah, I, I gave four, three and a half, and this is definitely a, a step up to me. This is this is a, a solid four. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. Well, you know, like I said, uh, you know, us talking about some stuff elevated this movie to me. I was ready to score it a little lower, but you make me think about it a little bit, and 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 I think I like it a little better. Um, but before I get to my rating, I got to read something. In that I saw this movie in the theater, you know, back in 2008 when it came out. And, in fact, it was on, I got it written down here. It was on November 4th, 2008, because I immediately went to MySpace. You remember? You remember MySpace? Oh. In 2008, in MySpace, I posted a quick paragraph talking about this movie. You know, quote, unquote, unquote, reviewing it. and. <clears throat> yeah, oh, I had to do some digging to find this because the MySpace, as you know it, is not <laughs> what it is. And I had to kind of backtrack to find all this shit. But what is it? Wazelle at MySpace? <laughs> no, Wazelle. Oh, uh, Wazelle did not exist yet. But here you go. Uh, let me read this and maybe we'll get a little chuckle. All right. right. I am a fan of this franchise, even though. Oh, there's a typo. Even though this shit is totally absurd. I mean, come on, exclamation point. I mean, come on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) How much suspending of belief do I have to do? Like, how could someone actually pull this stuff off? Another exclamation point. Love those. Anyway, Saw 5 lives up to what these movies are all about, Uh, colon. Traps, (laughs) gore, twists, and turns. It's all here. But at this point, they're spreading this stuff thin. I love, I love how true these movies have been to the overall mythology, and in fact should be viewed like a TV show or miniseries. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think that this is Saw 
five's downfall. So much time is spent looking at the past or setting things oh. up for Saw six. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that was one of the stronger points, I guess. Right, I just... yeah, that's what you love the most about this one. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, oh. set, setting things up for Saw 6, that when we see what is happening now, i.e. the traps, it isn't intriguing. Well, that kind of goes with what I'm saying. Uh, which is what this should be about. <laughs> uh, what I did love, that there was a group-style game like Saw 2, and the gore was not a letdown. Three out of five severed heads. Oh, <laughs> uh, three out of five. You know what? I'm I'm gonna agree with my 2008 self. I'm gonna give this a three out of five severed heads. Uh, but before this conversation, I was gonna give it a two. I'm like, I'm oh. not feeling this. I don't think I like it. There's elements I like, mainly the the Hoffman, you know, flashback stuff. But us talking about it, I definitely like this more than part two, <laughs> which fuck yeah, to me is still the low point. Yeah, three out of five, definitely, definitely gotta give that. And so yeah, nice. if, you, if you guys want to friend me on MySpace, uh, I am Wazelle <laughs> at MySpace. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In fact, that's where we're going to start posting all banana laser shit uh, from now on. So. Nice. Jesus. Fucking, we're going to have pictures of fucking uh, Charles. Charles in charge of me on fucking MySpace. That's right, Charles. I'm talking about. Hey, hey. You be nice to Charles. He's. I am cool with him, but. He's, I, he's my best friend now, well, I think. I'm going to fucking be eating him before too long. I got news for you. We we have been down here a while. Maybe there's another like there's a Charles the Third running around here. We can eat him. Chucky three, huh? Yeah, yeah. Charles, <laughs> there's a Charles Lee Ray, you know. Down here. Is that why you named him Charles after Charles Lee Ray? <laughs> no, it was actually after Charles in Charge. Yeah. I'm oh, a big, okay. All right. Big Scott th- Bale fan. Oh, right on, right on. I got a little Scott Bale. I thought maybe. Uh, I thought maybe Curse of Chucky, you know, because they brought it back so long. Yeah, dude, dude, <laughs> dude, top five movie right there of all time. They brought it back. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's Saw 5. Uh, maybe, maybe, please to God, I hope what this conversation was good enough for us to get let the fuck out of here. I got to get the fuck out of here, Dave. I can't fucking do this anymore. I'm befriending rodents for the love of God. Yeah, Jesus yeah, some, something. Enough is enough here. Holy fuck! Please, you know, it's if it's who I think it is, fucking get over it, man. Shit. Yeah. Give me the, give me the get us the fuck out of here. Even give me the fuck out of here first and foremost. Don't worry. Wait a minute. I'll I'll take care of you after. Okay. Please. Okay. Damn. Damn. I'm trying to keep it quiet, like fucking like part one with the fucking cigarette and the you know <laughs> right. the little whispery. Turn the lights off and figure it out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I will take that cigarette now, Dave. <laughs> throw it over here, Dave. I'm gonna throw fuck. Well, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Easy now, easy now. Fucking Charles wants to go back to you, but I'm not letting it happen, buddy. So, Charles, are you gonna give this fucking movie a rating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charles, what do you rate this? Between movie? one and five. Tap on the fucking keyboard or or, or, or something. You know? <laughs> give me something, Charles. You know. Three? Is that it? I guess Charles agrees with you, man.
last fire will rise behind those eyes. Black house will rock. Lost.